What is up, everybody? This is Alex, and you are listening to the American Toffee Podcast. I'd like to start off by giving a quick introduction. Um, I live in Virginia in the United States. I work in finance. This is my very first time recording a podcast. I'm very excited about it. Um, I've been an Everton fan for, I think, about five years now. Um, You know, Tim Howard was the player that really drew me to Everton, and uh, since then, nothing's been the same. So to kick things off, um, I'd like to talk about kind of three topics today. The first one, um, the post-match verdict, Everton versus West Brom, 1-1 draw. Uh, Next, I'd like to go into kind of just a quick general bit. And then lastly, let's talk about transfers because there's nothing better than transfer periods. Um, So, you know, initially, initial thoughts, you know, after the Everton-West Brom game, um, uh, it's the only thing I can say is it's heartbreaking for James McCarthy. You know, he's finally getting a a bunch of a run of games. Um, You know, he's he's been hampered with injuries the last two years. He's a fantastic player. He's a fighter. You know, he embodies everything that Everton is and should be. And so I'm really, really sad that that happened to him. Um, And I really hope that, you know, the fans and the players and the manager and the the staff continue to, to support him because, you know, with an injury like that, as, as we're seeing with COVID, um, it's going to be a good while, probably close to a year until he's back. Um, another hot topic from yesterday I know is all on, is, is on all of your minds is, is going to be Morgan Schneiderlin. Um, he came last January, and some would, some would go as far as to say that, you know, he's one of the big reasons why we were able to, you know, mount our position in seventh and, you know, attain Europa League and this, that, and the other, you know, he's fantastic sitting in, you know, that deep uh, defensive midfield role while Ghana, you know, is able to uh, run up and down the pitch, cover as much ground as he possibly can per usual. And, uh, you know, this season he's just not cutting it. Um, You know, he looks lost. He can't make a tackle to save his life. When he gets the ball, he looks scared. He always passes it back. Subsequently, uh, you know, he'll pass it straight back to Ashley Williams and he'll, He'll make a terrible pass out the back and lead to conceding a goal or what have you, as, as we've seen I don't know how many times this season. And again against West Brom, it, it just wasn't good. It almost looked, you know, a couple weeks ago like he might, you know, uh, inch by inch be getting back to his old self. But, you know, it's getting bad. I know uh, maybe three, four weeks ago Big Sam was talking about how, you know, he, he blatantly said to the press that Morgan Schneiderlin needs, needs to start passing forward a little more. Um, you know, my first reaction when I saw that he was starting was, wow. Um, but I think, you know, it, it, a big, a big part of it was resting a lot of guys, you know, Rooney, Ghana, Balassi, all on the bench. Um, not because of, you know, poor form or anything like that. It, it was strictly down to rotation. Um, so I thought that was good. Furthermore, it was also Walcott's debut. And I think I speak for everyone when I say that he had a fantastic debut, uh, he set up an assist to tie the game, uh, and furthermore, he almost had a very sweet go- volley later on. Uh, so that would have been that would have been perfect for him. But I think he I think he he really contributed well, um, and I'm really excited to see what happens when he kind of starts to build a lot of chemistry. Uh, furthermore, you know, Jenk Tosun, he uh, that was his home debut. I actually didn't get to catch the Tottenham game. I heard he didn't really get too many touches on the ball then, but. Uh, his holdup play looks miles better than uh, Calvert-Lewin's, and you know that's that's to no fault of his own. He's he's a young guy, and um, you know he he. I don't think that he actually played that style. Um, 
in the uh, younger leagues anyway. I think I think he was more so getting the get in behind type type you know Rashford, but um, I think I think it's going to make a huge difference. And furthermore, you know, if you watch any of his highlight videos from Besiktas, you see that he can score all kinds of goals, left, right foot, heading, all of it inside, outside the box. So I think that he's going to be a huge asset, and I think uh, as the team you know is, starts to gain a bit of form back, whenever that is, um, you know, seeing as how it's already January, um, I think he's he's going to be a very good player for us. Uh, speaking of strikers, uh, one of the fan favorites, Nias, came off the bench, and 58 seconds after he scores, assisted by Walcott, I mean that is just fantastic. Um, I was looking on the Everton subreddit earlier. And someone posted a link from BBC, and it had to do with his goals-per-minute ratio compared to the other Everton players, right? And I'm not sure if you guys have seen, but, you know, Nias has kind of been linked out. I know he tried to go to Crystal Palace uh, at the uh, the deadline day over the summer, and it, it kind of fell through. Um, but what we're looking at right now, obviously this doesn't include uh, yesterday's game, but Nias has a goal every 100 minutes in the competition this year. Um, and let's see, Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney has something like a goal every 160 minutes and Calvert-Lewin is close to a goal every 250 minutes. Um, you know, I understand everyone's talking about how, uh, Nias was, you know, too much money for what he brings to the table. I understand technically he's not the best, he's not the quickest, but he works hard. He has a fantastic attitude and you can't argue that goals per minute ratio. You cannot, um, so I thought that was awesome. And uh, my last point about, you know, the Everton-West Brom game was when Rooney was subbed on, you saw an immediate difference. And that's not just the Wayne Rooney effect. Um, he was able to play deep at the central central midfield role. Um, Sigurdsson stayed in the middle, uh, kind of floated around, was able to, you know, find space where he pleased. But, you know, Rooney is the only player we have right now that can trans- transition the ball from defense to attack. I know, you know, a lot of people are catching on now, and that 100% is the biggest problem I have with the team currently is, you know, all the central midfielders are, you know, too scared to do that. You know, we used to have Gareth Barry, and he was fantastic. He sat in, you know, his legs were shot, but it didn't matter because he could pick a forward pass like nobody else. Uh, Schneiderlin, you know, was somewhat to that mold last season, and I don't know what went on this season. You know, Ghana, James McCarthy, those those guys are not the guys that are going to pick a pass out from deep, you know. I mean, you know, they can help move the ball forward and yeah, fantastic movement off the ball, stamina, all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, I think I think that moving forward, Rooney absolutely needs to be starting at the central midfield role. Furthermore, at home to West Bromwich Albion, we don't need two defensive midfielders. That's a huge gripe. I see everyone on Reddit, you know, Facebook talking about um, how, you know, starting two defensive midfielders in most games is not warranted. And, you know, I would agree with you, uh, I think it's okay in some inst- instances, but you know we don't have you know if we're if we're going to play two defensive midfielders, obviously Ghana needs to start regardless. Um, but Schneiderlin's not you know he he's he's doing terrible, and with that you know Klassen can't even make the the 18. Um, so I think for me it's going to have to be Rooney. Stop playing Sigurdsson on the left, and uh, yeah. But you guys uh, definitely let me know. Uh, Head to my website after. I'll, I'll kind of link you to it, and you'll have to let me know what you thought about the pers- post-match verdict. If you if you have any quarrels uh, or differing opinions, uh, moving on to kind of a general general bit um, today, Watford fired uh, Marco Silva, and 
uh, in poor taste, they noted in their official club statement that um, it was because an unnamed club, air quotes there, um, kind of took turned his head and he lost focus of what he was supposed to be doing. Uh, I understand their form's bad, but if you look at the table, Watford are sitting in 10th. And regardless of you know how we look this season, you know nobody will convince me that they are better than 10th place. Nobody. Their squad is not better than 10th place. Um, you know, I understand they might have started off well, and Richarlison is 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 a is a big name currently on in that team. Um, but you know, I think that that's awful. I know I know a lot of fans are kind of unhappy with their board, and you know they go through managers like nobody else. But I thought that was kind of childish. It was a really poor official club statement talking about how you know an unnamed club turned his head, and that's why things went south. I don't I don't think that was in very good taste at all. Uh, next and last, we have uh, transfer news. So, uh, for many out- outlets over the last couple of days, we're seeing you know Lennon to Burnley. Um, I haven't seen an, a fee associated with it, but uh, if you're not aware, his contract is up in six to seven months this summer. Um, you know, with with the signing of Walcott, you know we have Balassi, Walcott, uh, we have Lookman, Vlasic, and apparently uh, Sigurdsson as an outside midfielder. That was a tongue in cheek there, if you couldn't tell. Um, I think that you know it's it's smart business in general. Obviously, I think I think most fans like Lennon as a person. I think he's a good guy to have in the locker room, um, and he's always been a very good squad player. But you know, he's I th- I believe he's thirty now, uh, running out of contract. There's no there's no way they're going to hand him a new contract, or they should. So I think that's a good bit of business, and he'll be able to play you know probably every match there too. Next we have uh, Juan Bernat Bernay, maybe I'm assuming from Bayern. He's a He's a left back. He's second choice to David Alaba, um, but as of today, he uh, he did start for Bayern. I know uh, that was kind of a weak link. I mean, you know, people are getting pretty excited about it. I was excited about it, but uh, it seems as though Bayern aren't going to want to let him go. And uh, you know, you you kind of understand that. I I don't know. Maybe I saw a report saying they won't want to let him go until the summer. So that could be a possibility, and that would be exciting. Um, next up, we have Joe Bryan from Bristol City. I think, you know, weeks ago, right at the beginning, we saw a very weak link to him. Um, and, you know, today, as of Sunday, I'm seeing quite a bit saying that uh, the fee would be quoted at about £7 million. Um, I think it would be good. I don't know if you guys have seen him play at all, but he, he seems pretty pacey, uh, decent passing, um, fantastic stamina. You know, I think that a couple seasons, a season or two under Baines and, um, you know, taking all that he can from such an experienced uh, guy would do him the world of good. And I really think he could see his, you know, he, he could reach his potential at Everton. Lastly, here's a, here's a pretty big one. Um, as of today, also, it looks like Newcastle are moving for, a, uh, uh, want a loan move for Sandro. Um, and it's quoted that it's going to be, they're going to pay uh, 2 million uh, pounds, and then they're also going to pay his 100K a week wages. Um I think that would be awesome for Everton. You know, he only cost us, you know, five and some change over the summer. Um, you know, there's clearly a good player there. Uh, I know that the squad is congested, but, um, you know, if he goes to Newcastle, they badly need a striker. Um, and I think that it would be, I think it would be uh, an awesome signing. And, and it would be good for us too, because why, why let him leave in January permanently when, you know, he could go get some time in the Premier League, try to adapt, uh, 
you know, I personally think he would be better better playing, you know, out wide. If he's ever going to establish himself at Everton, that's how it's going to have to happen. Or in a two-striker system, maybe being the second striker. Um, but, you know, we'll see where that leads. Uh, I'd like to close out. Thank you guys for listening. Again, this is my very first one. I'm really excited. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, please uh, check out my website, americantoffee.net. Um, I'm going to be posting a lot of blog posts, maybe. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with them yet. Uh, furthermore, I'm going to have all the po- podcasts loaded there if you're listening now on iTunes or what have you. Um, so thank you. I'm going to I'm gonna aim to do this at least twice a week, especially during transfer seasons. So um, again, I'm really excited and I appreciate it.